Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Aidan Maguire, Drystock Grassland Farmer of the Year, to get an update on the grassland management on his farm over the coming weeks and his plan for silage 2022. Aidan, you're very welcome. Congratulations on winning the Grass Tin Drystock Grassland Farmer of the Year last week. You've had a keen focus on grass for many years. Can you talk through the route you took to winning the award? I started in 2019. I joined the Grass 10 group that was put together by John Douglas through my Chagas advisor, Donald McCabe, at the time. And Donald thought it would be a good step for me to take. So I also joined up with the Green Acres program at the same time. And both groups were very much about grass production and management of stock. So I started measuring the grass then on a weekly basis for the first, and for the first few times, I suppose I got it wrong as many times as I got it right but you know as I built up uh, a few grass wedges from measuring I started to see uh, I suppose the most suitable grass for, for my cattle to move into and sometimes it meant skipping ahead you know some of the better paddocks that were already gone past uh, maybe 1600 kgs and by looking at the wedge I could see that I needed you know I needed to skip them to get to the 1400 kg um, level that I wanted my cattle to be grazing. So um, that's, you know, like through studying the wedge, I suppose, and uh, measuring the grass on a regular basis. That's how I found out. That's how I got the most benefit out of uh, pasture base and through measuring grass, you know. So, like, that worked well. And every time I measured, I got better. I got more accurate, I think, at it. And I made more use of the information. I suppose then it also gave me the option to take out bales as soon as I seen a surplus, you know, which meant I, I maintained the quality of the swart and that. So... The fact you were measuring grass, you had a good paddock system in place. What layout of paddocks had you on the farm or what benefit have you seen them to helping with your grazing management? Yeah, well, originally, now, I suppose for the last 20 years, I had uh, large paddocks is what I had. I I always admired my neighbours, my dairy farmer neighbour setup, and I created large paddocks myself. But I wasn't making the best use of them, you know, so I really didn't understand how to make the best use of them. So with Green Acres, uh, when I joined the Green Acres program, we divided up the big paddocks into smaller, more manageable areas. And uh, by doing that, it literally, it was like I got more land. I could see what, I could see... um, what could be potential silage 10 or 15 paddocks away from the grazing cattle. And I could also see where me, uh, I might be a chance to cut back on fertilizer when the grass was growing at its best. The extra paddocks were a gift, really. And, you know, I always knew I had options ahead of me to make the best use of grass and, you know, and to help increase the cattle performance. I've put in a, a new central roadway this year, and it's a, it's a pleasure to move cattle to any paddock, any paddock along it by myself. There's, you know, it's uh, getting to the right grass cover easily is, is fantastic. I have increased the size of some of my paddocks, which is probably going against the grain in a sense, but it just makes them easier to divide up equally. 
there are new day new ones are one hectare size paddocks with a central water trough 190 gallon water trough and from there i can divide the paddock into four quarters so each one hectare paddock has three gaps onto the central track you know to help with poor grazing conditions at the start at the end of the year it just makes uh, the grazing of the cattle extremely flexible and how long are the stocks binding in the paddocks now the cattle are spending approximately two days in each paddock, depending on the cover of grass and how well they're cleaning it out. Aidan, from a labour point of view, how has the paddocks impacted on management on the farm? The paddocks make it very, very easy to move cattle around. And, you know, uh, and when it comes to taking out grass for silage or that, it's uh, the paddocks give you a great flexibility is what I'd say. And from a soil fertility point of view, what is the fertility status now on the farm and how have you got it to this point? Well, it's as good as I could ever hope it to be at the moment. You know, it was one area I thought I could really influence, you know, on the farm. So I was saying about maybe six years ago, taking soil samples. I started by spreading lime two ton an acre six years ago. And then another two ton an acre two years ago and soil sampled again this year, which showed, you know, pH to be at 6.4 to 6.9 and all the paddocks, which I'm delighted with. And I also used the same sample results to target the P and K through the, through the use of slurry on the farm. It worked really well. Uh, and the whole farm now is in index three and four for both P and K. That's great because it reflects the stocking rate that you're now carrying on the farm. Yes, it does. And like with the high stocking rate, I have plenty of slurry and to target that slurry effectively is saving me a small fortune in fertilizer. Particularly this year with the high cost or what, what is your plan for fertilizer this year on the farm? Well, through the help of John Douglas and David Argue, both Chagas people who have helped me immensely over the last couple of years, we decided that I had used up to 56 units of uh, nitrogen up until April. Of uh, That would be my normal way of doing it. And this year we aim to cut back to 45 units by the 1st of April. Now, as it turned out, with the lack of growth and the inclement weather, I didn't actually get all the fertilizer out. So, uh, but the plan is to to reduce it. Normally, I'd go with maybe 23 units of protected urea after each grazing. And this year now, what I hope to do is go about 17 units after each grazing. It'll reduce it on your annual ton basis that way then? The amount of fertilizer I use will be reduced, yeah. And what is your plan for silage for this year? At the moment, I have a red clover crop. I'm putting in another, I have five acres of red clover, which is set up to be a silage swart three to four times a year. And uh, I'm putting in another five acres of red clover. It went that well last year. I'm delighted with it. And uh, I have 15 acres already closed up of just ordinary paddocks that are uh, already, they've got 3,000 gallons of slurry each and 90 units of protected urea. And how is the management of the red clover silage different? It Well, it needs, t- 
to, to establish it, you need to let the light down to the base. So once we got it planted or grow, sown and grown, uh, we grazed it at a cover of 800 kgs the first time. Then we fertilized it with slurry. And I did put some nitrogen on it because the, the clover was there, but just not probably capable of doing all the work itself. So we got an excellent first cut off it then in June. And uh, I just went with pure slurry for the second cut. So, uh, and then we grazed it. Instead of cutting it a third time, we grazed it because conditions had started to deteriorate and I didn't want to damage the plants. So it worked well. There's a lovely cover of uh, clover coming back in it for this year's crop at the moment. So looking forward to that again. And when do you intend to cut that? I'd be cutting it, I'd say, around the 15th of May. I'd say maybe if the way it's grown, there's a cover of over 2,000 on it at the moment. So we might go in a little bit earlier. Depends on best advice. I'll have a word with Chagas and see how we we take it from there. Might go a week earlier if it's, you know, if it's heavy enough. And how many crops will you hope to take from it this year? I'd be hoping for definitely three cuts and possibly four if we can manage it. It's, it is down to grass growth. And if it's more suitable to graze the last one, I will graze the last one because I don't want making wet soft silage. How have you found feeding that over the winter last year for your first year? I found that the cattle absolutely loved it in the sense that it looked like they didn't, that they ate less of it but they were far more content on it. And it, it wasn't as high in DMD as I would have liked, but seemingly 71 was good for it. And uh, the cattle were really content on it. And they did, the yearlings did very well. Coming out of the shed, they had achieved 0.7 of a kg over the winter. So that was just along with one kg of meal. So I was delighted with that. That's a great saving, Aidan, considering the price of meal next winter. Yes, that's why I am going with another five acres this year. It'll probably be, that'll probably be all my farm can manage to be 10 acres of red clover. But, uh, you know, because it's taken out of the grazing block, it, it will impact on the, maybe the number of cattle I carry, but it will also reduce me meal bills for the winter, which has gone to a stage which is very important now. Finally, Aidan, obviously you've been measuring grass for a number of years. For farmers interested in starting to measure grass this year, what advice would you have for them? Well, I personally think it was the single one who, yeah, I'd say nearly say the single biggest improvement I made to my farm was to actually measure the grass. To me, it feels like, you know, I'm actually counting me money. And, you know, when the grass is growing well, my business is growing well, you know, you know what you have, you know what you you can do with it. You know, I used to think the, the center of my farm business was the farmyard, but from managing and measuring the grass, I now know that the driving force behind it is really and truly the fields of grass. So if everything you feed in the yard is costing you extra money. The cattle feeding themselves in the, field, in the fields are making it for you. That's great, Aidan. Thanks a million. Congratulations again. We look forward to an open day being held on the farm later in the year. No problem at all. Thanks very much, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Aidan for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, Keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. 
Until next time, I'm Katrin Egan and thanks for listening.